Setting Shackles is sponsored by Roland Trujillo. Did you hear about the guy that said, well, we've tried everything. The only thing left is to pray. Well, that's what he should have done first. First he should have prayed, and then everything else. And if he prayed, he wouldn't have had to do everything else, because God would have showed him the thing to do. Or maybe God would have solved the problem. Pray first. Welcome to Shedding Shackles. Today's topic is Worry is What Egos Do. And now, here's your Shedding Shackles host, Roland Trujillo. I want to talk about worry again today, because it's a big problem. And what basically is worry? Worry is taking to thought. Christ said, take no thought about tomorrow in the Beatitudes. He said, take no thought about what you're going to eat or what you're going to drink or what you're going to wear. Take no thought about even tomorrow. He said, tomorrow is going to have sufficient troubles for itself. So worry means taking to thought. And when you take to thought, you experience what? Eventually, you experience anxiety. So first of all, I want to mention the difference between concern and worry. There are some things to be concerned about, but not worried. Worried means that you're taking to thought. Christ said, take no thought. I'll say taking to thought. When you take to thought, you tend to get immersed in it. You fall into your thoughts. You wallow down there until finally you snap out of it. Worry is what egos do. Remember when you were a teenager and your parent was worried about you? How did it make you feel? You didn't like it. There was something degrading about it. There was some kind of a lack of trust, a lack of confidence, a lack of faith. There was something wrong with it when they were all worried about you. You didn't like it. It embarrassed you. So what is the process of getting older and deteriorating? Some people deteriorate so that eventually they, they lose their mind. So what is this deteriorating? Isn't it a progressive process of falling into thought more and more and more? Remember when your parents were young? Remember back when your parents were young. And your dad, well, he was gone to work a lot, but he was a cool guy. And you liked it when your parents were both there and they were both happy. So there was that moment in time when things weren't so bad, but then something went wrong. As the years went by, your parents, they began to fall into worry. They began to think about, how can I make more money? How can we get a bigger house? How can we get a different car? Where's the best place to get a loan? How do I get more education? How do I save money for my kids' education? How about retirement? What kind of a retirement plan do I have? What about my health? They fell into being totally lost in thoughts, worrying about the future. And, and then eventually... As they got older and older, they began to fall into the past, where they thought about the past, and reminisced about the past, or sat around with bitter memories of the past. And so they were lost in their mind. See? Well, that's what happened to them. So, whenever you fall into excessive thought, whenever you fall into daydreaming, it's not good. You have to learn how to snap out of it. Because there are no answers down there. Do you understand? There are no answers. If you're looking to thought for answers, you're looking to the wrong place. 
you ought to be looking to God. When you look into thoughts and you think you can find the answer in thoughts, you're actually playing God. But see, we play ego. We want to solve it ourselves. We want to say, look at me, look at me, look what I did. And of course, all of the institutions out there, they're all catering to that. They say, oh yeah, you need more education. You need more knowledge. And of course, it's a big business, isn't it? The big business of education. And they say, if you cram enough facts and formulas into your brain, then you, you will be able to solve all your problems. But it's not true. So you cram stuff into your mind, and then when something happens, you look down there for an answer. Well, there's two things that can happen. Yes, there's two things that can happen, but don't forget the bottom line of all of this. When you look to thought, you're being faithless. You're not trusting in God. See? So that's basically what you're doing. You're not trusting God. You're disrespecting the intuition that he gave you. You're disrespecting asking him. You're disrespecting wanting to know what his will is. And instead, you're looking to thought. And when you don't look to thought, then you look to some expert because you think they have a lot of facts, figures, and formulas stuffed into their brain. And what happens when you go to the experts? They mislead you. They mislead you, but you're looking to the wrong place again instead of looking to God. So first, you should look to God. And how does God communicate with us? Well, when you, you yearn to know the truth, when you yearn for an answer and you know that you can't figure it out yourself and you wait upon God, then you have intuition. He gives you intuition. And with intuition, you can realize. See, that's it. There's the word realize. Realization is uh, the way a soul is supposed to know. Realize. You just know and you don't even know how you know, but you just know. Do you have a question for Roland? If so, call the listener call-in line at 510-455-8851. That's 510-455-8851. Leave your name, the city you're calling from, and your message, and Roland may answer your question on the air. Or email your question at roland at sheddingshackles.com. That's Roland at SheddingShackles.com. But you're not going to realize when you're lost in thinking. The soul has to come out of thinking. The soul has to come up and out of the bog, the fog, the miasma. The machinery of thought has to come out of that and... Then the soul is free to realize. So, but now let's get back to what I was saying. You fall into thought and you're lost down there in thought. And so how does it, how does this appear to your kids? 
you were near sitting there lost in thought, or how does it appear to your loved one? It looks like you're self-centered. It looks like you're self-preoccupied. It looks like you don't care about them. It looks like you're not totally there. You're not there for them. How many kids have said, my dad wasn't there for me? You know, it's not a question of being away to work or something. It's a question of not being there. And when you're lost in thoughts, you're not there for them. It's that simple. Presence of mind, there's another term. What you need is presence of mind. When you're really there, not lost in thought. You're not lost in thought when you're really, 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 really there. And when you're really, really, really there, you're a real person and an authentic person. And you're close to God and you have intuition and you can see, you can perceive in God's light. If you're lost in your thoughts, then you have eyes, but you can't, you can't really perceive. You have ears, but you don't understand. But when you're really there, then you can see and perceive. You can hear and understand. See what I mean? So what happens when you get lost in thought? Either you dredge up something that you heard, something you read, something you studied, and its effect is always not good. Why? Because your intent is not pure. You're, you're trying to solve it yourself instead of looking to God. You're trying to appear right. You're trying to be right. You're trying to impress the other person. See, you're trying to show them how clever you are. So your intent is not pure. Secondly, you're dredging up something from the past, which is not fresh and spontaneous. So it's not the perfect answer. It's, and its timing is wrong. See, the perfect answer, the perfect response is very subtle. Very subtle, and it's perfect. See, whereas the one that you dredge up is from the past. It's something that somebody else said at some other time, some other place. Maybe it applied to them at that time and at that place, but it may not apply to your situation. And then it, the timing is wrong. See, timing is very important. So it's all wrong. So that's, that's wrong, so that's bad enough, but there's something even worse. See, when you don't look to God and you crave some answer, but you don't yearn to know the truth from your Creator and what His will is and what's really right, instead of, what, instead of wanting to know what's right, you want to be right. And so wanting to be right, it's your ego crying out for, to self to be for its own glory, for its own self-promotion. And who answers that cry? It's the devil. That's right. He's in charge of your pride. And so you look down into your imagination and your thoughts, and he communicates with you down there. He may give you an answer. See, if you look to God, if you stood there and lifted up your eyes, and silently your soul the soul, the cry of the soul is silent and without complaint. If you lifted up your eyes and silently cried out to your Creator, then the devil has 
nothing, no claim over you. And he may try something, but he'll go away. And even if he tries something, because you're close to God, you have perception, you're in the light, you can see that the answer that he gives is not right, and so you let it pass. You let that answer pass, and you wait upon God. See? To pray unceasingly. Paul said, pray unceasingly. And how do you do that? To pray in the Spirit. In the Spirit means to be close to God. There are two places the soul can be. The soul can be close to God, or the soul can be immersed in worry, immersed in imagination, immersed in pipe dreams, immersed in feelings, immersed in emotions. Do you understand? So the soul is supposed to be close to God, close to God's light, and to observe and watch while in God's light. And God's light illuminates everything, gives you perspective, gives you understanding, and God's light has a very positive effect upon everything. Listeners in New York are getting the 15-minute version of this program. To hear the whole 30-minute program, go to SheddingShackles.com or GetReadyToPray.com. Did you hear about the guy that said, well, we've tried everything. The only thing left is to pray. Well, that's what he should have done first. But it's hard to pray when you're nervous, anxious, worried, or resentful. So the first thing you got to do is get out of those negative thoughts and emotions. Calm down, and then it's easier to pray. Check out our many resources to help you calm down and get ready to pray at GetReadyToPray.com. That's GetReadyToPray.com. As we're near the end of our time together, I invite you to visit the many resources available at our website, SheddingShackles.com, SheddingShackles.net, or SheddingShackles.us. You can listen to past programs, read more about Roland's meditation, or watch Roland's video lectures. Listen in again next week, same time, same station. Shedding Shackles is sponsored by Roland Trujillo. Einstein, in that marvelous year when he made so many discoveries, it came to him by intuition. Then he did a thought experiment. Then he thought about it. He wrote about it. At first, It was intuition. So, intuition is a beautiful thing. I I could give you some examples. Sometimes it begins when you notice something. Albert Einstein was riding on a streetcar and noticed the clock tower. Clint Ober was watching a bunch of tourists get off a tour bus at a national park, and he noticed that all of the tourists were wearing athletic shoes. They all had composition or plastic soles and heels on their shoes, and they were separated 
insulated from the earth. And that led to the question, could that have an effect upon our health? And then it led to research. Then it led to discoveries of the beneficial effects of walking barefoot or walking with leather-soled shoes and so on. It's been a lot of help to a lot of people. But he discovered it by noticing a little thing. He intuited that it was meaningful and it led to discovery. So the bottom line is, don't get lost in thoughts. Instead, remain aware and notice little things which are highlighted for you by your intuition. Somehow it's meaningful. I can pick up a book at a bookstore and I can scan through the whole book and I see one thing, that one thing is meaningful for me. And how do I know what's meaningful? I know it intuitively. Like a bird knows how to sing, I just, I see some little thing and it's meaningful. Don't discount your intuition. Don't discount your hunches. Don't discount your God-given faculty of intuition. It's what's called the aha moment or the eureka moment. We need your whole life to be filled with eureka moments, like when you were a little child and you rushed around and saw many things and life was a discovery process. You have to become that way again. Now, how about anxiety? Well, anxiety, to my way of thinking, the anxiety is separation anxiety. See, you're separated from God, from light, from understanding. And how are you separated? By a lack of faith. See, a lack of faith. Now, there's nothing you can do about it right now. You can't sit there and try to give yourself faith. But you can see that you don't have faith. You can see that you're faithless. And when you see that you don't have faith, how do you know that you don't have faith? You see it. You see that you're always looking in your thoughts and in your mind, and you're rushing to other people, and you're looking to them for answers. And they always mess everything up for you, and then you resent them. See? And you get to the point you're so afraid of trying to figure things out that you just throw in the towel, and that's not the answer either. Your intuitionism is the most marvelous thing. So, how do you know that you don't know? How do you know that you're faithless? Well, the answer is that you see it in God's light. See? You see it. You see it in God's light. You see that you're faithless. Or you see that you don't have love. You see that you're impatient. You don't want to be impatient, but you see that you're impatient. And you, and you see that it's wrong. And you see that you can't change yourself. You see all of those things. You see that you're wrong. You see that you're impatient. You see that you can't change yourself. See? You see all of those it sounds very negative, doesn't it? But it's not negative at all. Why? Because you're seeing it in the light. The light itself is the solution. See, when you're doing a, a math problem, it's not working out and it's not working out. Then all of a sudden you see where you made an error. When you see that error, bingo, the problem is solved. So you're glad to see the error. So you see that you don't have faith. You see that you're, you don't have love. You see that you're impatient. You see that you can't change yourself. You see that you can't make yourself right, and you've tried many times. So you just see all of that, and it's kind of like, it's almost a, it's a helpless feeling, but it's in God's light. You're seeing it in his light. 
He's making you aware. He wants you to see so that you then look to him. And looking to him, he provides the answer. See? And then you walk with God. When you're closer to him, he provides the answer. I don't know how many times I've had some issue, and it's it's on my mind. I see the I see that there's a temptation to fall into worrying about it. I see that I even see that I'm falling a bit into thought, and then I snap out and I watch it. I watch the thoughts. I watch the this falling into it. I snap out and I wait and I wait, and all of a sudden. The problem solves itself. It's gone. Something came along, and somehow the problem is solved. Maybe by a person, maybe the problem just goes away, but somehow it's solved. And I didn't do anything. And to the inveterate ego, see, it doesn't like that, because the ego wants to take credit for everything. There's nothing you can take credit for when the problem has solved itself. But to the person who loves God and is willing to admit the truth to that person, it's a beautiful thing, and they're grateful. They experience gratitude, you see? So when you give your problem to God and it's solved without you're doing any, without any effort on your part, what do you experience? Relief and gratitude and more faith, see? more faith so that you are now ready to meet the next issue and even bigger issues. And that is how you grow. So anxiety is not necessarily a bad thing because what it means is that you've gone, you're looking in the wrong place. See, even being lost in thought, being totally lost in thought can be anxiety producing. Some people They go to church and they sit there and they hear the words and the music and it's super loud and super thundering and the preacher is going on and on with talking really, really fast. person can sometimes experience anxiety because the whole thing is pulling them away from themselves. It's almost like agoraphobia, you know, where you feel like you're being pulled into the the open space. People feel themselves being pulled into the words and pulled into the music and pulled into the crowd and pulled in. See, so the same thing when people are pulled into their thoughts. It's like they're losing themselves. See, and it's true. You do lose yourself when you're pulled into thought. So stand back. But if it, so if it was hard to take a step back, if it was hard, then that wouldn't be good. But it's actually easy. Just snap out of it. It's that simple. Snap out. The only way you can snap out is if something makes you snap out. Or you see that you're lost in it, you snap out. So you're driving down the highway, and you go right past the exit you should have taken because you're lost in daydreaming. You're lost in thinking about what you're going to do and what you're going to buy and what you're going to eat. And you snap out, and you say, oh, my God. This is Jeremiah Trujillo, the producer of Shedding Shackles. I've been playing the piano since age five and a half, which means I've been playing for over 25 years. 
and I played all of the music that you hear on Shedding Shackles. I believe that music is endless discovery, and continually brings you joy in the discovery of new pieces. The one you're hearing now is Dancing in the Dark by Arthur Schwartz in an arrangement by Cy Walter. You may have heard other Cy Walter arrangements on this program before. He's one of my favorite arrangers. Because a lot of people are so far from God, they don't even know whether he exists or not. But that doesn't mean that you're lost and doomed because of that. It just means you're far away. Where, and where are you? You're lost in your thoughts. But somehow deep down you love truth. You love what's right. You love innocence. You want to know the truth. Well, that yearning will cause God to turn up the light a little bit. He'll help you to step out. When you find that awareness in God's light, then you'll have it forever. And when you have that, then when you fall into thought, it'll snap you out. It'll make you aware that you were lost in thought, and you'll snap out. It's that simple. And the rest of your life, you'll just keep snapping out and snapping out. See, it's always a little bit of a struggle when you get lost in the, in the uh, mental currents down there. But you snap out. See? And the more you're close to God and walking in God's light, the brighter everything is, see, the more hope there is, see. And one experience of triumph after another leads to faith. You have more faith, more hope, things are brighter, and you get God's approval for loving Him, for obeying Him, for speaking the truth and risking giving up friendship and giving up perks. He gives you his approval for that, and you experience that. And it's a whole new way of living, and there's no more anxiety because now you are walking in God's light. Now, occasionally something will come along that did that used to cause you anxiety, that by conditioning, Something comes along, and so you watch it. That's all. You don't struggle. See, that's the other problem, struggling with it. See, see, anxiety is simply being aware that, you're, that something's not right. When you have faith, then you watch. Your intuitionism is the most marvelous thing. And I could talk about that, which I do on many of my programs. But right now, I want to tell you that, that anxiety means that you were, you were lost in something and you didn't have faith. But don't struggle with it. Don't struggle with it, because that adds torment, that adds anguish. Instead, just watch it. Just watch it until it goes away. Until next time, Lord willing, and the Greek don't rise. I'll see you then. Bye-bye. 
You have been listening to Shedding Shackles with your host, Roland Trujillo. Now you can listen to Roland anytime by logging on to www.sheddingshackles.com. You'll find lots of free, helpful information, and you can also order materials or make a donation by using your credit card. Once again, the web address is sheddingshackles.com. Please remember that Shedding Shackles is listener-supported. Thank you. Shedding Shackles is sponsored by Roland Trujillo.